Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome to the second hour of the program. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. As always, you can get my podcast links, live stream, social media, all of that by texting Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. I'm like 22,000 some odd followers on Instagram all of a sudden. It seemed like yesterday I was at 5,000. It's just exploded. We put up show clips there, but I put up all my cooking pictures there too. I will have more recipes for those of you on the recipe list. I promise. Been working on some stuff. I've been a little busy. Very busy. I've got to go. I got to go to California in two weeks to speak at a conference. And then... In a month, I got to go to Las Vegas to speak to all those rich Republicans on how to waste their money or not waste their money for the GOP. Getting asked to suddenly speak at all these conferences. It's been nice, but it's work, and I feel like I'm taking a day off from you guys, but also kind of necessary. In fact, on Wednesday of this week, I'm not going to be here. I, before COVID, agreed that I would speak at an event before COVID. And it kept being put off because of COVID, and it has finally arrived, and the only time they could make it work was the middle of the day, and and it's been put off so much I couldn't exactly say no after having committed to so long. It's a hot zip anyway. Lots of my audience will be there, so um, I won't be here on Wednesday because i got to speak to a uh, bar association in Cobb County, Georgia, which is fine. It'll be not about politics, but it'll be about my time practicing law. Now, i got to move on uh, because we've got to talk about well, what has happened over the weekend in Atlanta and elsewhere, and I'm, I'm so I'm bothered by this. I don't know. So I wrote about this this morning, and typically when I write about something in the morning, this is not the video we push out, and I had one I thought should be pushed out, but uh, Philip can be the judge on whether or not to push this out because I, I mean this very sincerely. I am genuinely bothered by more and more of the American press corps being captured by its own prejudices, beliefs, and bigotries. I actually think we as a free people do have to have a free press. I actually think it's very important, particularly at the local level, that we have reporters, journalists willing to ask tough questions of politicians of both sides of the aisle, investigating uh, corruption, exposing it for the public. I, I think that's actually a very useful purpose of the media. I think it's a necessary purpose. A free people must have a free press who has the backs of the people, but increasingly we don't have a free press. We have a press captured by its bigotries and prejudices inside a progressive bubble, willing to embrace left-wing talking points and right-wing stereotypes. And I'm genuinely bothered by that. I'll just start with the city of Atlanta. I have mentioned it several times lately. And I want to play you a clip. I actually pushed this clip out on Sunday to those of you on my email list 
If you text data to 33777, you would have gotten it. You can subscribe, sign up for it. But this is a freelance journalist, David Peisner. He lives in Decatur, Georgia, progressive enclave. He's a left-wing freelance journalist, has had uh, been published in a number of left-leaning publications. And I want you to listen to what he says to CNN as riots broke out in the city of Atlanta. A supposedly peaceful protest became violent. Windows were smashed at the police foundation in downtown Atlanta. Police car was burned. People were arrested. But listen to this. Well, I think that there's a real blurring of the lines in the use of the word violence. Is property destruction violence? Um, to some people, it certainly is. Um, but, you know, th- this idea that breaking windows or, or, or other acts of property destruction are the same as uh, actual violence against humans, uh, is, 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 it's kind of a dangerous and, and slippery concept. And uh, I mean, look, I, I don't think this is a, a smart move. Um, I don't think it's, it's a, a productive move from, from the standpoint of, of the protesters. Um, but as, as even the chief himself said, this is a small group. Um, this, this isn't, this is a, also within this defend the forest movement um there are no leaders so people go off and do their own things that doesn't just make them justifiable but i I do think that you know you keep using these words violent 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 um and it it gives the impression i mean the only violence that that or or the only acts of, of violence against people that i saw were were actually police tackling protesters Got that? The police were the violent ones because the violence of the protesters was just against property and it's not really the same. The left believes words are violence. Silence is violence. But burning police cars and ransacking businesses, no, that's not violence. That's just property destruction. They have insurance for that. When you get beat up and put in the hospital, you got health care insurance. So I guess that's not really violence either, assuming you have health care insurance. The willingness, by the way, this was called a night of rage. This was their night of rage. And for CNN to have on a journalist to say, well, I know some people call it violence and you're calling it violence, but really the only violence was the police tackling protesters. I do have to say it was rather amusing seeing a bunch of black police officers zip tie a bunch of Yankee white kids uh, with Antifa. I mean, we're used to Yankees trying to storm Atlanta and burn it down. The difference between now and then is that now it's black police officers protecting their homes and businesses from the Yankee Antifa white kids. But this this lack of um, lack of willingness to call this violence by this guy, this supposed journalist, that it's not really violence, it's property destruction. That's not violence. This is an echo we hear from a lot of left-wing protesters these days, uh, left-wing rioters and left-wing terrorists, that property destruction is different from physical violence because it's not real violence, because there's no victim, except there are victims. You just don't see them, the selfishness of these protesters and the media entertaining this. There was a shooting over the weekend in Los Angeles. 
It was a Lunar New Year Asian festival at a nightclub. A shooter shot 10 people. And NPR, without missing a beat, rushed out immediately to declare it uh, the community worried because of anti-Asian hate. Anti-Asian hate. Turns out it was a 72-year-old Asian man who did the shooting. I am only surprised we have not engaged in a discussion over whether he's a white Asian or a black Asian, as the media did with George Zimmerman against Trayvon Martin. But he was Asian, and yet the media couldn't help stoking white supremacy concerns until it turned out it wasn't true. It reminds me of the spa shooting in Atlanta a couple of years ago where a young man gunned down several women inside Asian massage parlors in Atlanta, and everyone immediately rushed to it being anti-Asian hate. The left gravitated towards it. They blamed Donald Trump. They have totally ignored the fact the guy was a sex addict, and he killed those people because he believed they were feeding his sex addiction because those were the places he went for sex. And no one wants to have a conversation about these Asian massage parlors being fronts for prostitution. In fact, media, many in the media view it as female empowerment anyway for these women to be engaged in prostitution. The thing that really gets me, though, is that even on Fox News, these 20 Republicans who held up Kevin McCarthy's speakership were referred to as insurrectionists. On other television networks, they were referred to as hostage-taking terrorists. And all they did was drag out the speaker's vote. But you've got actual terrorists in Atlanta firebombing youth facilities firebombing businesses, storming into churches to disrupt church services, vandalizing churches and private homes, and shooting police officers, and they're activists and protesters. It's a real damning indictment against the American press corps that 20 Republicans dragging out a speaker's vote in Washington could be referred to as insurrectionists and terrorists, and the actual terrorists who shot police in Atlanta, Georgia, are referred to as activists and protesters. The members of Congress are referred to as hostage takers willing to shoot the hostages. And the terrorists in Atlanta who are firebombing at-risk youth facilities, storming into churches to disrupt church services, and actually firebombing businesses are referred to as activists protesting. Look at all of the police officers who died on after January 6th who were not directly killed by protesters storming into the U.S. Capitol. Notice they're called insurrectionists and terrorists, while these people in Atlanta are called activists and protesters. Isn't it funny the word choice used? And those police who were not killed at the hands of the protesters or insurrectionists or terrorists or whatever you would like to be calling them in January 6th, they weren't directly killed by them, and yet these people were blamed for that. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, a police officer was literally actually shot, literally actually shot by one of these Antifa people, and he's still called a protester. And the media has downplayed the fact that this kid shot a police officer so much, you've got people on Twitter who think it was a peaceful protester shot by police for no reason. Let me read to you how the Atlanta Journal-Constitution covered this riot. The event was held to remember 26-year-old activist 
Manuel Terran, who was fatally shot by a state trooper at the project site this past week. Investigators have said Terran fired first, wounding a trooper. Other troopers then returned fire, according to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. The trooper, whose name was not released out of fear of retaliation, was shot in the abdomen and underwent emergency surgery, according to investigators. In addition to seeking the end of the project, the protesters Saturday were calling for an independent probe into Terran's death. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation has said there's no body cam footage of the incident. Protesters also want the city to defund the Atlanta Police Department. APD, you got that? They want to defund it. Incidentally, as an aside, it's a throwaway line the AJC has used in several of these stories. At the very end, oh, the protesters also want to defund the police. Let me tell you how they should have worded that first paragraph. If they actually wanted to be objective and not downplay what happened. The event was held to remember 26-year-old Manuel Terran, who police say shot a police officer in the stomach, provoking the return fire that killed the protester. That's what actually happened. And yet they tiptoe around that because the Antifa kids just deny reality and deny truth. And the media says, oh, there are, if these people on the left are denying reality, we should too. People on the right say the election was stolen, which isn't true. And the media attacks them relentlessly every day. We can't allow these people in power. Antifa says he was peaceful and unarmed, and it's not true. And then he's like, maybe he was peaceful and unarmed. We should believe Antifa, not peaceful. People on the right. Last night, the Associated Press tweeted this. One of Sarah Huckabee Sanders' first acts as Arkansas governor was to ban most state agencies from using the gender-neutral term Latinx, tapping into a debate that divides Hispanics along generational lines. That was the tweet. When you read the story from the AP underlying that tweet, here's what you find, quote, Sanders' order adds to the debate over a word that's found little support among Latinos and even prompted backlash from some Democrats. The Associated Press's own data shows that 0% of Hispanic Americans use the word Latinx. Only 3% of Americans overall do, and somehow they felt compelled to put out a tweet that this action by Governor Huckabee tapped into a debate that's divided Hispanics. No one's divided. They found one nut job. A non-binary person named Angel Castillo Reyes, a 21-year-old non-binary student at the University of Arkansas who uses the pronouns they, them. The Associated Press allowed one person with mental health issues to trump millions of Hispanic Americans who reject the word because people at the Associated Press who are white use the word Latinx. And then you've got the both sidesism of the Joe Biden classified documents that Trump is actually really worse. Forget Joe Biden's positions. We can't be a free press or we can't be a free people when the press nuance the shooting of a police officer in Atlanta and then try to muddy the water in Los Angeles with the shooting in an Asian community by an Asian person. A free people need a free press. But our press corps is cloistered in a progressive bubble captured by their loathing of people who aren't like them. Look at how they treated the hockey player Provy or Tony Dungy, who participated in the pro-life march. Speaking of which, none of these members of the press bothered to even cover the largest protest march in Washington every year. They only cover what the left cares about 
from the sympathies of the left, which makes my job more valuable and necessary, but also I'm kind of tired of having to sift through the BS of a press corps that demands freedom of the press while taking away and being complicit in the taking away of all the rest of our freedoms. If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The employee retention credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee, and now more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at refundspro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible, and there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. There's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or even reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses, so don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free five-minute questionnaire at Refunds with an S, RefundsPro.com. That's Refunds with an S, Pro.com. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. Um, so this is a pet peeve of mine, and, and I was just actually putting a note on Facebook for, for friends, and this doesn't apply everywhere, but I... Having watched uh, multiple football games in the last few weeks, one of the things that I worked very hard to avoid, I have not been able to avoid, which is commercials, local commercials. I got to tell you, to some degree, I kind of like the local commercials better than the online streaming progressive commercials where it's progressive and AT&T, but my gosh, local commercials are just bad in so many parts of the country. Goodness gracious. Now, for a great commercial, for a great company, you should check out Omaha Steaks. Yes, because I'm doing this commercial and it's going to be fantastic, just like the steaks at omahasteaks.com. If you put Eric in at checkout, E-R-I-C-K, you get an extra $30 off. Now is the time to fill up your freezer with amazing eats from Omaha Steaks. They have ready-made sides, desserts, even ready-made main courses that you just pop in the oven and eat up. But what really sets them apart is the quality of their steak and the value of it. You can't go to the grocery store and get the massive pile of meat you can get from Omaha Steaks for a reasonable, valuable price. It is great. You go to Omaha Steaks, you get better quality, and compared to the stuff at the grocery store, you're going to get a better price. So you go to omahasteaks.com and at checkout, you'll see a promo code box, and you put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You're going to get 30 extra dollars off. Minimum order supply, though, but check out Omaha Steaks. They have seafood. They've got ready-made sides and desserts and main courses. They've got incredible steak. Try the bacon wrap fillets. Try the New York strip. Try the Omaha Steak Burgers, the chicken breast. It's all so good. Just wander the site at omahasteaks.com. Load up your cart. Check out. Use Eric as your promo code at checkout for 30 extra dollars off. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. I just uh, reiterate that point. I I, I had such a, a short time to make it. I just, uh, local commercials, uh, can I just say, if you're a local business owner, and I don't care where you are in the nation listening to this, if you're a local business owner and you decide you want to do a television commercial and your advertising team comes to you and they're going to use the built-in microphone on the camera, get a new ad agency. I actually saw a micro, I saw an ad yesterday on TV, and I, I, I was actually mad for the person. The person is clearly wearing a lav microphone, a lavalier mic, and the audio 
comes from the built-in camera. Like they forgot to record the audio off her lovelier mic. A lovelier microphone is the one you see people wear on TV clipped to their shirt. It has very good quality um, audio, and it, it you can catch the, the depth of someone's voice as opposed to the camera. I'm just I'm I'm stunned by how crappy so many local commercials are around the country. And if you've got an ad team that's using cheap stuff and you're not, I mean, your basic thing is you don't even have a lavalier microphone on or a boom mic um, that they hold over your head and point at you that, that only picks up your sound. I just do better, I get better people. I'm just, I'm stunned by the number of little fly-by-night ad agencies doing such crappy work for small businesses these days. They're taking advantage of them with cheapy work and it makes you look bad. Uh, your business, it doesn't take a lot to make it sound and look great. And people are cutting so many corners now. I feel like these small businesses are being taken advantage of by the ad agencies. I'm sorry. I'll, uh, random tirade, I realize. But it's just a, as a small business owner who knows something about audio and video, I'm just disturbed on behalf of these small business owners who don't know about audio and video that they're getting people coming to them doing ads for them and the audio and the video suck it's just it's terrible um you're you look cheap when you do it it's bad for your business you don't have to spend a lot of money to have a good quality ad i feel like if radio doesn't work out i'm gonna go do this because because at least i know what the heck i'm doing okay i'm gonna move on i want to play you some audio this is kamala harris Speaking on the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, which is no more. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence. That we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Okay, right, first of all, what is, what is this? A promise we made. A promise we made. In the Declaration of Independence. In the Declaration of Independence. That we are each. We are each. Endowed. Endowed. Not as well as Willie Brown, maybe, but yeah, sorry. With the right. With the right. To liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Um, wait a second. Wait a second, Declaration of Independence text. Uh, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and they are endowed by the creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life. Wait, 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 life. Go back to the tape. Go back to the tape. That we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness um 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 well she got two of the three it is a pretty damning indictment against the vice president of the United States that she would quote the Declaration of Independence in defense of abortion rights and intentionally leave out that life is one of those three unalienable rights given to us by our creator. She literally says they're endowed by their creator with the unalienable rights of liberty and the pursuit of happiness. 
when actually what Thomas Jefferson wrote were uh, the unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It kind of gives away the game when the vice president of the United States chooses to ignore life. We are at the anniversary of Roe versus Wade. We are. And I would tell you that we are a better nation for having gotten rid of it and leaving this to the state level. Roe v. Wade came out January 22nd, 1973. Seven men on the Supreme Court wanting to protect men from the responsibility for children decided it was okay for women to kill the kid so the men didn't have to pay for it. Roe v. Wade was a power grab by the federal government over something that was not in the Constitution and contradicted the Declaration of Independence, which is no doubt why the Vice President of the United States chose to leave the reference to life out of her quotation of the rights endowed by our Creator in the Declaration of Independence. Whether you support abortion rights or not, you cannot deny it is taking a life. You can say it's a life that could not exist outside the womb. And I would tell you that slave owners in the 19th century said that slaves could not survive off the plantation. You can say it's not really a person. And I would tell you slave owners said the same thing about slaves. You can say that uh, if you don't want one, you don't have to have one. And I would tell you slave owners said the same thing. In fact, all of the arguments in defense of abortion are repackaged arguments of slave owners from the 19th century, almost every single one. It's my body? Yeah, slave owners thought so too. It's my choice? Yep, slave owners thought so too. You don't have to have one? Yep, slave owners thought so too. They're not real people? <laughs> yep, slave owners, they thought so too. The March for Life was this weekend in Washington, D.C. was a massive crowd of people. Tony Dungy participated in March for Life activities. And the left is now trying to have him canceled for being part of the March for Life. They gave up on the hockey player Provy, so now they're going after NBC News, which is far more progressive than the Philadelphia Flyers team when it comes to things like this. I doubt they'll be successful in Tony Dungy. I am pro-life. This is not an issue we talk much about on radio, in large part because in radio it is well known that you drive away your audience when you talk about it. But I'm kind of an expert in driving away my audience, so here goes. The fact of the matter is, the United States Supreme Court overstepped its bounds in Roe v. Wade in 1973 and found a right that no one can read into the Constitution. You may not like the right to keep and bear arms, but there it is in the Second Amendment. You can argue over the language, but the language, the right to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed, is right there. 
You cannot read the Constitution of the United States forwards and backwards or upside down and find the right to an abortion. You cannot find the right on which the abortion right is premised. It is two degrees or three degrees removed away from the Constitution. The problem with Roe v. Wade philosophically, whether you agree with abortion or not, is a problem Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself recognized. The reasoning was deeply flawed. It was an extrapolation of a pre-existing extra- extrapolation to be able to even get to the abortion right in the Constitution where it is not there and you cannot find it. And by inferring the right of abortion into the Constitution, essentially what the Supreme Court of the United States in 1973 was doing was saying that you, the American people, can no longer read your founding document and understand it. We, the Supreme Court, must understand it for you and divine rights from it that you cannot find in there. It took a government of the people for the people and by the people and made it of the judges for the judges and by the judges. I do not care how good of a scholar you are on the Constitution. And I happen to be a pretty good one. My highest grade in college, my highest grade in law school was constitutional law, and I was a lawyer. You can't find the right to an abortion in it. And by claiming that you can, you are claiming you can divine and interpret something in there that is impossible for a layman to do. And so what you are doing is you are presupposing that you have a special gift that your average American does not have when we are supposed to be a government of the people for the people and by the people. We are supposed to be a government of the people who can read their founding document and understand the parameters of their government. And you can no longer do this with Roe v. Wade because you can't find an abortion right there, which means according to the standards of our founders, not that abortion is unconstitutional, but that it is not in the constitution, which means it must be left to the states of this nation to decide for themselves under their constitutions. And some states will be pro-abortion and some states will be pro-life and some states will solomonically split the baby and come up with something else. There is a real consensus in this country for a 15-week abortion ban. A majority of Americans support banning abortion after 15 weeks. At the federal level, that seems plausible and reasonable to do, given the consensus in this country, even though the left denies it. But the left also denies they want abortion on demand until birth, until they actually speak up about what they really want, and then they admit it. But I hope you will understand this. If you are pro-abortion, we disagree on this issue. I hope we can still be friends. I think I should have friends across a diverse array of opinions. But I do want you to know a couple of things. And it is really important that you understand. My chief problem with Roe v. Wade is that it does take something that is not constitutional and puts it into the Constitution in a way that separates the Constitution from the American people who are supposed to be able to read our founding document and understand their rights and the government.
and when you can divine a right inside the Constitution that is not only not there, but is not then divined from another right derived from the Constitution, but is several steps away from that, you've taken the people and you have subverted them and enslaved them to the power of our black-robed masters on the Supreme Court. And you must understand that is a philosophical objection within the pro-life community, that there are actually people in the pro-life community who are okay with abortion but philosophically were opposed to Roe v. Wade because it did separate the people from their constitution by placing into the constitution things that were not even there in a second degree. And by that I mean you can take a right to privacy and cannot extrapolate from it a right to an abortion. What they did with the Griswold decision is they took an implied right to privacy and applied it to birth control and from the right to birth control then applied it to abortion. So abortion is several steps removed from the Constitution. There's also fundamentally for people like me a belief that life does begin at conception. And that if you have taken it upon yourself to have sex and get pregnant and it is consensual, not rape, that you then should see through to the pregnancy and bring forth new life into this world. And also, all the arguments in favor of abortion are the arguments the slave owners made in the 19th century just repackaged for modern times. You should at least be willing to confront those things. The Dobbs versus Jackson's women's health decision got it right. Whether you believe abortion is a right or not, you can't find it in the American Constitution which means this should be left to the states to decide. And many states have decided because of their people that they do not want an abortion right in their constitutions. It is most notable to me that it is states with liberal judges where the judges are trying to hold on to it and the people are ready to move on from it. In other words, it's not a right of the founding. It's not a right of the documents. It's a right that liberal judges have found for people. And we should not be a nation governed by liberal judges, but by the written documents of our constitutional structure. And Roe v. Wade subverts and perverts that. One of the great organizations fighting for the pro-life side is Patriot Mobile. They give a lot of money to pro-life causes. And all you have to do is move your cell phone service to them. That's it. You grow their profits. They grow their ability to give more money to great causes like life and liberty, like the Second Amendment, like conservatives battling wokes on school boards. You can go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today and move your cell phone service to them. You can take your existing cell phone number to them or get a new one. You can take your unlocked phone to them or get a new phone from them. You can also call them if you want. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. It's 972-PATRIOT is their phone number, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. If you don't believe me about their service, 5G data, digital voice, go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. You can put your address in and zoom straight into your house on a map, and it will show you just how strong the coverage is. And then... Because they're Christian conservatives, they take a portion of their profits and they fund the conservative movement for veteran first responders, teachers, the NRA. You get great discounts and they fund the pro-life cause, the Second Amendment cause, and so many other great conservative causes. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Hi there, it is Eric Erickson here. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, you want your business to grow, reach out to them. FirstLibertyGA.com. See if they can help you. Let me run to the phones here and take Arthur. Welcome to the show, Arthur. Hey, good to talk to you. When Biden canceled the 
Excel pipeline, there were 10,000 plus workers put out of work. And the solution was they can all become programmers. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering with the tens of thousands of tech workers laid off by, you know, everybody, um, what are they suggesting for them? Fast food, restaurant worker, Uber driver? I mean, they could learn to flip burgers, or maybe maybe they could actually, like, learn to lay pipe for the oil pipelines. And, <laughs> oh, how the roles reverse. Um, yeah, I, listen, I, I'm sure they've got great 401ks they could take loans from, or they'll be able to find jobs working as Uber drivers or something. I, I, I don't want to joke terribly about people losing their jobs. I, I do find it sad. Many of these people it's- are... Are deeply progressive. It's absolutely not activists. a joke, but I'm um, waiting for Washington's Washington's yeah. reaction on this. It's going to yeah, be a I lot think, more than it was for the oil workers. Oh, I bet so. That and that is a great point that needs to be made, Arthur. Thank you very much for that. Because yeah, Washington did not have a lot of sympathy for the oil workers being laid off when they canceled oil and gas projects. But for these tech workers, I'm sure they will bend over backwards and try to find them something. They'll get great unemployment benefits, I'm sure. Uh, Francis Carroll is 22 years old from Kennebuckport, Maine, is the son of a millionaire surgeon in Maine and was arrested in Atlanta, Georgia for uh, the violent attacks and protests Yep, uh, this is apparently um, more than once has this happened. Francis Frankie Carroll, age 22, one of six people charged after riots over the death of a protester uh, who shot a police officer. Carroll grew up in the mansion in the luxury be- uh, beach town of Kenny Buckport, was previously charged with domestic terrorism in December for his role in violent protests. Uh, the Cab County judges are have been letting these people off. They rioted over into Fulton County, though, and hopefully the judges there will be firm and keep them locked up. But what's notable is all but one were from out of Georgia, and they're all white.